Once again, welcome to another beautiful live broadcast. This is the voice of Isaiah Phillips. I came to I want to welcome you this morning to the continuation of our live training. That is, this is the Potter's Gate uh, 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 School of Leadership, uh, Prophetic School of Leadership Development. I believe uh, uh, this morning, uh, as the Lord continue to lead and direct our hearts, Amen. In in the emphasis of the new day that all right, we have been ushered into, that even that which He's uh, uh, given to us as requirements for spiritual upgrade and training will become even more fine-tuned and more uh, uh, refined to help us to begin to you know journey towards that place of his good uh, pleasure god gave us a word uh, two days ago that we have entered into a season of migration now we're migrating out of whatever we have embraced accepted and uh, and accepted yes accepted and uh, built on as a foundation as you know uh, material to you know, to, to develop and to engage life, all right? Uh, all of that now has become a bit obsolete. So heaven is bringing us to a new emphasis, to a new reality, to a new position of kingdom kingdom truth that we all need to, you know, adjust our, you know, our understanding and uh, sense of, you know, receptivity in order to, you know, to become, you know, uh, uh, compliance to what he is saying. And, and I really want to give thanks and praise to the Lord for the fact that he can speak to us in such direction that we can easily you know align to the new the, to the new direction and I believe that as we do that okay we'll become even more proficient more established more prepared for that which is is being required of us in this brand new day indeed we have entered into a new day let us pray Father, we thank you once again for grace. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your intentions. Thank you for your speakings. Thank you, Lord, that you are once again bringing us to the place of your divine counsel. Your word is bringing life to us and we are moving in that sense of maturity to the place that is called a new day in you. This morning, Lord, as we engage your word again, in this training we pray indeed that this will be a training of impartation a training of edification a training oh god where our yes eyes of understanding will be further enlightened oh god that our heart oh god will be further uh, 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 steered oh god that our spirit oh god will, will, will press in further to the place of your quest and demand we thank you we bless your holy name we pray this morning that those that will be connecting oh god truly will connect with a heart of readiness to learn to grow to 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 develop to become more proficient more effective oh god in their in their in their calling and position in the earth that as as a man as a woman whatever you have called them to be oh god that they will understand that that all of the things that you're saying to us in this new day is to make us better people better representative of your intentions in the earth so we thank you for this we glorify you lord we bless you in jesus name amen 
Well, I want to welcome you once again. Thank you, Brother Derek, for connecting with us this morning. And all the people that are watching us, I uh, want to welcome everybody this morning. Well, this is our training school. All right, uh, This is a Zadok Leadership Training uh, a School. And I believe that uh, we are all students. Like I always say, if you connect, if you connect to this platform, all right, to this uh, teaching, somehow you've become a student. So there's something that heaven will have you learn. There's something that heaven will have you, amen, you know, know, develop, and maybe even uh, 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 um, rebrand, amen whatever it is that you need okay i believe that as you as you are led to this platform that the spirit of god will give you amen that's a, a sense of uh you know teaching that will allow you to become even more uh, represent, representative in his intentions so this is the, this is the joy so this is a spirit this, this is a school of the spirit and that means that we've 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 cut away so many you know traditions and uh, and uh, you know administrative systems. So if if you're getting impacted by what we are talking about, you know what to do. You know how to respond. If God says respond in in blessing the servant of God, do it. If God says well, you need to adjust in this area of your life, then do it. So because the word of God will always bring instructions. Instructions is to guide us. Amen. So when the spirit of God comes upon you as you hear the word, they say just do as you are led all right so that is where i i, I want to leave this and i and i really do want to allow this pattern of teaching all right to guide us into the future because we can have all of the you know administrative whatever you want to call it all set in place but if the heart is not ready if our mind is not prepared if we're not really connecting to that which the spirit of god amen is you know Many a times we, we get to miss out of what God is saying because of how God presents that thing to us. And have you noticed that, you know, God's concept of presentation is totally different from man's, you know, concept of values and, 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 and appreciation. All right. The reason why the entire, you know, order of, you know, uh, 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 the, the, the Jewish race miss, miss Christ is because of how God presented Christ to them. They couldn't just accept it, that their Messiah cannot come from, from you know, from Bethlehem. All right? That their Messiah cannot come from, you know, you know, one place and born in one, you know, a, 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 a manger. You, you understand? And that has always baffled, you know, humans that God will hide his wisdom in a thin vessel, a thin vessel in clay, jars of clay. Nothing, nothing calmly. We read it the last time, you know, Isaiah, Isaiah 53. That's a scripture you must read again and again because Isaiah 53 will give you, you see, Many people think this guy just appeared, you know, like this one day. And he, no, no, no. The Lord, I, I used to be like the others. I, I used to, I used to be a man in three-piece suits. I used to love my, you know, my my concept of presentation. You understand? I I, I told us some time ago. I used to have close to twenty-five suits, twenty-five, twenty-five suits, all complete. Have them stuck like that. So I was a man of presentation. You understand? Because they say in the world system, they say image is everything. Image is everything, <laughs> but not in the kingdom. Amen. Not in the kingdom. In the in the kingdom, the image of Christ is every everything. You know, because we can present ourselves in certain way that we want the world system to see us. You know, uh, 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 that's why you will notice that certain people, if they're in certain places, they have to talk in a certain way. They have to behave in a certain way. They have to dress in a certain way. They must, you know, ride certain car. You, you understand? All of that are concept of, you know, presenting a false order of life. Now we want to come to a day where we want to live our life from within out. And that's a 
principle that must affect everything that we do. Living from within out, not from outside in. If you live from outside in, it's only a matter of time before all those cascaras and mascaras and whatever it is are our fades off. You know, like I always say, I'm sorry to, I'm, I'm not going to go the other of women again, but let me just use this good example. Because, you know, women, are, we love women. You understand? A, a woman in the morning wakes up in the morning. She makes, she, you know how she makes herself up. By the time that woman who woke up from the bed, all right, get to be transformed between the bed, you know, the toilet and the bathroom. And uh, by the time she gets to the living room, you would think you're seeing somebody else. Hello? Are you the same person? Yes, it's called makeup. <laughs> She's transformed. She is totally, totally transformed that the jaws of the man will be dropping. Is wow. That's what you're gonna be hearing. Wow, wow. Isn't that how Babylon sells products? Yes. I mean, what does food have to do with you know, uh, you know, a woman? What, what, what does you know? Come on, let me not start with that. Let's let's go. But I'm showing you something. Let me, I'm just basically telling you there is a value system that we are shifting from. There is a value system that we are shifting from. There is a new day. There is a new order of life. All right, and that order of life is designed and defined not by the earth, not by the earth system. Important we pick this. It's not designed and defined amen, by the earth system. But that thing has the power to shift, to change, to impart, to transform, to reform, to develop, amen, and to move the earth system to the next place in God. Because listen to this, all of the things that is happening in, in, in the earth today are all being orchestrated by God. God will have himself, amen, his good pleasure in the earth. The knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. And that affects every order of life. Be it your home, your family, your, your, your status, money, you know, uh, 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 ministry, business. The glory of God will cover the earth. Hallelujah. The knowledge of his glory shall cover the earth as the water covers the sea. In other words, by the time they're done with us, they will see you again. <laughs> <laughs> By the time heaven is done with us, they will not see us again. All they will be seen is Christ. All they will be seen is Christ. What a life. What a life. What a place to be, isn't it? So all of the things that we're doing, all of these things that we're teaching, this you understand, it's not just about the teaching, but it's about the principle, that the philosophy that embeds these teachings. This, that's, that's what I want you to get. You may not get some of the grammar. You may not get some of the, you know, some of the semantics. I don't even want you to get the semantics. I want you to catch the spirit behind what we're talking about. It's, it's just unfortunate that this thing, you cannot preach them in, in your native language. I wish I can. But English is, is, has become, you know, our, our natural dialect. So we, we all speak English. All right? and, we, and sometimes English does not do justice to what we want to express. There are things locked in my spirit that I don't have the right English, the right word to express them. So I can't really, you know, uh, uh, and guess what? Even when we say you, you, you go and, uh, and try to look at the original Greek and the original text, and the original Hebrew and the and the original Latin, even with all of those languages, you can still miss amen, the input of the spirit. That's why spiritual things can only be caught by the spirit. You can only understand spiritual things as you become spiritual yourself. I know some of the people in my in my country back in those days, all right, that, that established the power of the move of God back in the in the in the sixties. I mean, many of them were illiterate. But, but God used them. 
my word, God, heaven used them to, to move nations. So it's, it's not just about, you know, being able to, you know, uh, uh, to express yourself. Have you noticed that I don't know how to express myself? I don't know. Beyond me. And I know the, one of the reasons why God maybe gave me, you know, dyslexia. You say, well, did God give you dyslexia? You don't understand. After all, Moses said, you know, I'm a stammerer. I, I cannot speak well. So imagine you standing before Pharaoh and you say, Mr. Pharaoh. The the Lord God have sent sent me. When when they laugh at you and say, who 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 bring this comic here? People will laugh at you. And I'm and 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 I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But guess what? The Lord will justify himself. The Lord will move. Because listen to this. It is not the presentation. Let me come back to it. It is not how fine the presentation. It is what is coming out, hallelujah, from, from that system, from that life. It is the water that is flowing out, hallelujah. You can, you can, you can, you can present, you know, the worst, the, 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 the worst or the most polluted, you know, uh, uh, water in a golden cup. Excuse me? Would you drink it because the cup is golden? Will you drink the water and say, well, well, after all, this, this, this water is presented to me or this tea is presented to me. Can't you see the golden cup? Yes, we want the golden cup. We love the golden cup. But we are more interested in what is in the cup. Come on. I thought somebody was going to give me, you know, uh, a, a, a thumbprint up because that's a good statement. Don't mind me. Are you getting the point that I'm, that, I'm, that, I'm, that, I'm, that I'm making? As much as we want to have nice presentation, we want a nice house, we want a nice, you know, looking life. We want all of that. We want, to, we want our women to look nice. Yes, nobody wants, you know, you know thing not looking. No, we want that because that's part of who God is. God is a God of beauty. Is the definition of beauty. But the beauty of God comes from within out. The beauty of God comes from, you know, from the inside this morning we 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 read about you know uh, uh the, 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 the 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 virtuous woman the bible says a price she's priceless why because all of the things that define this woman comes from within they are not external they are not cosmetics under they are not makeup they are not you know patch it here patch it there no no this thing comes from from within from within out of the abundance of the heart. Are you getting the point that we're making? So this is the focus, friends. And that's why, you know, when we decide to just cut the chase and go straight and become so, you know, so earthy and yet carrying eternal things, let no person feel that or think that we don't know what to do or we, 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 we just, you know, uh, <laughs> We don't have what it takes. No, it's not about what it takes. It's not about might. Might can be how you present yourself. Might and power can be how you've dressed yourself. How, 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 how you select, you know, the English and the phrases. I don't have no English, no phrase. I don't have no words written down. I just speak as the Spirit of God gives me utterance. Because I have come to realize that you can speak from here. You can speak from here. You're not going to even going to touch a fly. But when you speak from the heart, the scripture says you will move mountain. You will move mountains. 
And that's what we want to see. We want to see people that will move mountain in our day. Not people who have all the linguas, who, have, who know how to dot all the T's. That's not what we're looking for. Hey, those days are over. If you don't have him, you don't have him. To say you have power means for Christ to reside in you. And I hope you understand that Christ is not going to reside amen, in, in, a, in a compromised state. No, he's not going to dwell there. He's not going to dwell there. The reason why the ark of God was able to dwell in the house of one called Obedidom. Nobody knows the guy. <laughs> no, no. He was not a high priest. He was not a chief priest. He was just a normal guy. But everybody was rejecting the ark because God cannot stay in a place of compromise. <laughs> So they decide, okay, let's let's take this act to the act of this guy called Obedidom. After all, we see that he's, he's a right, he's a righteous man, he's got zeal. And and I'm sure everybody's watching how God was gonna destroy, kill this Obedidom guy. <laughs> Even David was watching, let's see judgment upon the house of Obedidom. Suddenly, the first month, this guy, things are happening. This guy is, is, is getting favor, he's just bought you know property, land here. All kinds of things are happening. They all obeyed him. Second month, this guy is, is claiming things, he's moving things, he's shifting things. You know, the, the Bible says the Lord is blessing the house of, of, of Obedidom, <laughs> the ark of God. Now, the same ark that brought judgment, that brought judgment to certain people, the same ark is bringing blessing. And, and for three months, the ark of God dwell in the house of Obedidom. <laughs> David could not take it again. He said, No, 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 no. We've got to go get that ark. <laughs> Out of the house of Obedidom. Can we have some Obedidom in our day that you can house the presence of God? It's not an easy thing to house God. It's not an easy thing. Because all of your own agendas, all of your own, you know, belief system, your own philosophy, your own, all of those things you've got to, if they're, if they're ever going to bring the ark of God into your domain, all of your own ideas will have to be cast away. Will have to be thrown into, you know, a, 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 a river, a, a, a valley kindron. All of those things will have to be burnt away. All of your own, I, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know those things. The, all of them, you, because heaven is coming to live in your house. <laughs> that, that's is either you know you 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 come out, you know, alive, or you they, or they pull you out, they drag you out dead. That's what happened to this priest. You go into the things of God, amen, unprepared, unready, amen, <laughs> or you presume or you assume the, the priest will fall down and nobody there goes in to bring him out. They have to, that's why when the priest goes into the holies of holy, they tie, they tie a rope around his waist. So by the time they wait and wait, the guy is not forthcoming, they know that judgment has hit the land. <laughs> they pull him out. That's what is going to be happening to some people in our day. They're going to be pulling them out of the things of God because they fall, they fall dead. You know why? They assume, they presume. They offer strange offering and sacrifice to the things of God. So it's not just about our dressing and all of that. It's the heart. It's the heart condition. It's the configuration. And I've said all of this to say that is the foundation. That is the, that is the framework. That is the template amen, that defines this school. That's, that's what I've been talking about. All right. So, so don't take the things you are hearing. These are priceless words. I can't put a price on this thing. If I have to charge, listen friends, if I have to charge a thousand rand every week for this thing that we're preaching, it is still meager. It's still nothing. A thousand rand per person. It's still nothing. Because we know what people are charging out there and it's, it's just hogwash. So it's not about the price. This is, this is the blood of men. This is, this is David asking for water amen, from one of the wells of the Philistine and two guys 
we're daring enough. May God give us such men in our day. May God give us heart like those guys who, who broke the camp of the Philistine just to fetch water for David to drink. Because they honor the man. They honor the vessel. They honor the grace. They honor the leadership. And it's not just about money. No, no, no. It's about honor. You cannot, you cannot tap into what you don't honor. That's why the heart you bring to this platform, amen, is important. It's not just, I'm not asking for offering. I've never asked anybody for offering. <laughs> no, I'm not asking you to give. No. In fact, yesterday when I said when we meet, we're going to give, you know, try to give the man of God something. No, I, of course, I was just joking. That, that's not something that I, we don't do that. If we need to give, we'll give to the man of God. God will touch the heart of the people that needs to give. But we don't do that. We don't, you know, force people. No, no, no. You've got to, you've got to mature enough, amen, to be steered by the Spirit and say, I need to give to this thing. That's how that's the direction. That's the pattern we want to walk in, friends. So we have to understand what the Lord is saying. All right. So when we come like this, if I take this material right now and give it to you, you may still not benefit from it. If you if I give you all this note, you may still not benefit. You know why? Because your heart has not connected, amen, to the spirit, to the heart of the person that God used to download the material. So it's not just about reading the material that matters. It's not just about listening. It is the heart to which you connect. It is the heart to which, this is God speaking to somebody, maybe to all of us. It is the heart to which we connect to the things of God. We can connect to the things of God with the wrong attitude, with the wrong act. We can present ourselves to God with the wrong value system. All right, And we will never be able to touch the things of God. But when you present yourself, you connect to the things of God. Like Elisha connected, hallelujah, to the spirit, amen, that Elijah was carrying. Yes, it was that thing. It was that thing that made him, amen, to take the place, hallelujah, of one of the greatest prophets that ever lived. Are you getting this, friends? There are ways we can co collect the things of God and run away. You understand? Uh, uh, Jacob thought he could just col col collect the blessing you know, of his father and, and deceive his, his, his father and his brother, all right? Just because the mother whispered to his ears and thinking you can run away. No, no. Listen, if all the men of God pour, I don't care who the apostle or the prophet is, if they pour oil on you and ordain you, amen, as a prophet, as, an, as a pastor, as whatever, if heaven does not sanction that, listen, to this is just ordinary oil flowing nothing not because something will not be connected in the spirit are you getting this friends these are all principles and pattern of the spirit and we have to understand it why because we have entered into a brand new day like i was praying this morning before some of us came i said lord even these teachings that we're doing as you proclaim a new day lord i want to be able to connect and teach amen from a new perspective let this teaching be relevant to the next level the next place the next point amen you are leading us to let us not be you know connecting to this material from the same way we you know we began january known because heaven has proclaimed a new day when heaven declare a new day every other thing has to change and align to that proclamation when everyone says era this chapter as closed i'm opening a new chapter whatever you're doing must align to the newness of that which heaven is saying or else you will find yourself two months ago that thing was relevant but right now that thing has become obsolete so you'll be preaching obsolete so how do we change into the new is a concept of the heart is a is a reconfiguration of the heart is an issue of obedience hallelujah when they say it's a brand new day and we see it's a brand new day god guess what lord Everything that I've known, that I've declared, that I've proclaimed, that I've preached, that I've taught, Lord, I, I declare them obsolete. Lord, bring me in into the new reality of that which you're saying. 
When you begin to pray like that, all right, then they're ready, hallelujah, to walk on you. So, so you've moved from one layer to the next layer. The same truth you preached yesterday, but now you looked at it, it's coming from a different frequency. It's, it's, it's being declared from a new pedestal. That is the movement of the Spirit. And now we like it or not, heaven has proclaimed a new day upon the earth. Things will never be the same again. Yes, life will never be the same again. Ministry can never be the same again. The way you and I pray and engage with the things of God will never be the same again. Is either we go forward or we find ourselves locked in the old. But we cannot be in between. Is it that we are moving forward? Amen. Or we find ourselves locked in the old, but we cannot be in between. There's no place like that in the things of God. Is it that you're advancing or you're going backward? There's nothing like I'm stuck in one place. You don't get stuck. You see, because where you thought you're stuck, amen, <laughs> heaven has moved away from there. Hallelujah. All right. So let's come back to our lesson. Beautiful exaltation. That's, that's what you call the word of exaltation. Alright, when the Bible talk about the word of ex exaltation, you just heard that. I, I, I thought somebody needed to hear that. I just speak that in my spirit. Maybe you've been wondering, wondering what is the word of exaltation? Well, I just gave you one. It's like spontaneous speaking. Word of exaltation is when, you know, the spirit of God is, is, is prophetic also. The word of exaltation is prophetic and it's part of, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, ministry gift. All right. If anyone will speak, let him speak as the oracle of God. All right. That word of exaltation is you're speaking as the oracle of God. It's not prophecy, but it's bringing exaltation by the spirit. All right. It's part of the prophetic spirit. This is why I'm talking about us developing. Amen. A prophetic spirit. A prophetic spirit lays the foundation for us to step into what you call prophetic office. Amen. Or prophetic gift. You understand this? All right. And all of these are built on faithfulness. When you're faithful in little, all right, uh, much will be given to you. When you're faithful in one, you will go to two. When you're faithful in two, you will go to three. When you're faithful in three, you'll go to four. You know, the things of the spirit are built up. But to be built up, you've got to have one a, a solid foundation. You've got to have a foundation, amen, that is well rooted, amen, in the nature, in the nature of Christ, in the values of Christ. Now, what I'm saying is very important. The things of the Spirit, all right, are what are built up. We built, amen. The Bible talk about from glory to glory, from glory to glory, right? Yes, from glory to glory. Yes, the things of the Spirit are built up, but you've got to have a well rooted, a well rooted foundation a well-rooted foundation in the nature in the in the life of christ and that's why quickly let me go to this statement we made this statement some time back i'm gonna uh, uh, uh there's a statement and then there's a scripture listen to this definition again i'm going back to some of the things that we've talked about then we're gonna go forward all right we go we go down we go up we go down we go up yes we will never stop doing that we'll go down we go up we go down we go up all right we said we said the the, the primary definition of the prophetic spirit can be defined as the ongoing process ongoing process of awakening this the sleeping faculty i mean i can write a whole book on this awakening the the, the the sleeping faculties there are faculties you know faculties right we've talked about faculties but faculties amen are the things that make me to function 
You see, the ability to speak, the ability to all of the things you are seeing me doing, my, my, the movement of my hand, my mouth, amen, my eyes can see, my ears can hear, you can hear me, or you understand, I'm, I, I'm sweating, or you understand, I'm able to adjust my shirt, you, you understand, I, I feel like, okay, I need to take a drink, I quickly take a sip, alright, there are faculties that define that in biology, as it is, amen, in biology, in the natural form, so it is in the spirit, there are, <laughs> And I wonder how we assume or how we think the, the things of the spirit works. You see, and I believe that until they open our eyes to see these things and understand this thing, we will actually think the things of the spirit are just something, you know, just there, just floating in the air. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, somebody says something said to me, the things of the spirit are concrete. Spiritual things are concrete. They are substance. They live in a realm, spiritual things. Heaven is a realm. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. Would you get this? Heaven is a realm. Heaven is a place. But that place is boundless. It's timeless. So we, even with all the description that people give to you about heaven, can still not suffice the true image of heaven. Sometimes, sometimes, we have to taste. We have to, we have to experience the things of God for us to be able to articulate them. Oh, Lord, I love this. Lord, I love this. Father, I love this. I love this. You see, if you have not tasted, they say, they say, they say that the, the, the taste of the pudding, they say is in the eating of it. If you have not tasted, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I, I'm a somebody, I'm a tea person. I'm, I love tea. And I've had this issue when people taste my tea, they just want me to make tea for them. <laughs> Even when I don't make tea, they say, please can you make tea? Because there is something about it. I don't know what it is. I just, you know, but, but they just love the tea. I used to have this brother back in Johannesburg, you know, back in those days. Whenever he comes to my house, he said, hey, prophet, can you just make me tea? I said, but I'm sure, Nick, you're coming from your house and you must have. He said, no, no, it's not like the tea you make. You, I want your own tea. <laughs> <laughs> I want your tea. So, so it, it, the, the, the things of heaven, until we taste it, until we have a taste of it, even when somebody is describing it for you, you all you can say, okay, mm, yeah, yeah, okay, I, that's, that sound right. That, you know, even when you read it, reading the things of God and experiencing what you have read are two different things. You understand? When you live your life via, amen, the principle of spiritual experience, you have what I call the concrete concept of, you know, building. And that's, that's what kingdom is. The kingdom, amen, the kingdom is, is, a, is a dimension of existence of life. All right? With culture, with belief system, with value standards. One of the, one of the values of the kingdom is wealth. It is not amen, the value. It's one. Wealth. And I'm talking about financial wealth. But you see, they will not give you until you know amen, what wealth has been designed for in the advancement hallelujah, of the things of God in the earth. So the more you get to understand amen, the purpose and the plans of God and you have been ordained and empowered Empowered, amen, to come into that concept of wealth creation. They give you money like sand. They give you money like sand. <laughs> because they know that that 
amount is not going to get into your head. They know that you have become a steward. It's kept, amen, it's kept at your protection. It's kept, amen, on your watch. It's called stewardship. You don't go one day, hallelujah, because so much money is coming to your hand. Now you're going to buy all those looking nice, well, you know, you know, suit and dress. Everything is shiny with, with you know, with, uh, uh, what do you call it now? <laughs> with diamonds. Because you want to show forth how wealthy you are in the things of God. And then you call it kingdom. They say, look at this foolish one. Because you, they, they, they know that what they have committed into your hand, you make, wealth make things happen in the earth. Wealth make things happen in the earth. You see that man struggling, all right, with 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 buying instrument for their work. You know, you see those people trying to start a soup kitchen, but they don't have the right equipment. You go there, mm, you sponsor it, it's done. You see that people, you know, they want to start a Christian school because they want to have their children maintaining the values of God, all right, because of all these crazy things that they are, you know, giving to us, giving to our children in school, teaching them all kinds of ungodly, perverted, sexual things in the name of education. Okay, this person said we're starting our own Christian school, all right, but we don't have the resource. You look at them, all right, you write them a check, here is it, 500,000, it's done. Guess what? They've got the vision. They've got all the manpower, but they don't have the resource. You give them resource, guess what? Boom! The work starts. Things start happening. You've saved, you've saved not just the school, but you've, you've saved prosperity. Because the children that will be going to that school, not only will they be getting academics, they'll also be getting the right value system. That's kingdom. And that's wealth. Now you're getting the point, but that's just one aspect. You look at health health sector, health area. You go into that. You do things that you need to do. You look, you look into the area of, you know, uh, 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 um, transportation. You understand? You've got crazy drivers driving our people to death, driving our children to death. Come on. You start your own Christian, trans, you know, kingdom transportation. Let me not call it Christian because Christian too can be foolish. They can do naughty things. As long as we say I'm a Christian, we give them things and they, 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 they prove to us that they don't, they, are, they don't even have salvation. You understand? You, you, kingdom value system. You understand? Like, like, I like what, you know, not gray now, you know, uh, Intercape. The owner of Intercape, they are Christian. That's why when I'm traveling, I like to travel with Intercape. Because, you know, the atmosphere itself is, is, you know, you can feel that, yes, this is God. And they play. Whoever is sitting there, you watch that Christian program. <laughs> I could remember there was a time I sat with one guy, you know, and this guy, you could just see that he's not just impressed with, you know, with the environment and the let us pray and all of that, this guy. But guess what? He can't get out of the, of the, of the you know, of the bus. Secondly, they cannot, they cannot deny the quality of intercape. That's what I'm talking about. And guess what? You want to go into transport, you, you look, you study intercape, but you do 10 times better than what intercape is doing. That's how we take over the world. That is how we advance. You see, because anybody who is sitting there listening to what intercape is saying, they, they, they play clips of Christian program, you know, Christian messages, just clip, yes. And then when they do that, they put a nice movie that is that, that has morals, you know. I mean, I just love those people. So I don't mind to pay that extra for Interkip than to go and enter into one ungodly transportation that is going to drive you to hell. When, you, when I go with Interkip, I sleep. I'm, I'm at rest. 
because I can see these guys. They, you know, I'm not saying all of them. All of them are born again. In fact, some of the driver may not be born again. But guess what? We're talking about leadership. The person in charge. He has authority. He takes care of his thing. Nobody can. <laughs> that is what leadership is. When when leadership is designed in the right order, it regulates. It regulates every other thing. You may have unbelievers walking there, but because the person at the top understand kingdom, you underneath your cover. When last did you hear that Intercape had an accident? When did you hear that Intercape bus had an accident? That's kingdom. <laughs> it's, this is just principle. We're just sharing principle. I've not even entered my note yet. Because this is how we talk about prophetic things. It regulates our entire life. It, it regulates our entire and our entire life. We have to understand something that is called the faculties of the spirit. Before you do anything, they, they, mean, they speak to you. No, don't hire that person. Don't take that person. And while this person comes speaking in tongues, hallelujah, praise God. They say, ah, this one is religious. Let, just let him go. <laughs> Are you getting the point that we're making? The, 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 the things of the spirit, the prophetic, is, is the regulation of your entire life. How you breathe in, how you breathe out, hallelujah. Every aspect of your life has, has been tagged with divine objective. Yes, that's what prophetic is interested in. Not just one area, hallelujah, of gift, of speaking in tongues, or that you can give a word of prophecy. Listen to this. Like I always say, diviners can do the same. So let's not kid ourselves and say, because uh, this person can pray down storm and pray down fire. No, 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 no. We will be deceived when we look at things on a face value. When we look at things, amen, on a, on a religious value system. We will be deceived. Just, Joshua was deceived. He, he, he took the plate. He, he took, you know, what the, the, the Gibeonites brought. He said, can you see? We've been traveling for three months. The bread that we baked, when we baked this bread to come and present them, they were fresh bread. When we, when, we, when, we, when we left our place, the wine that we wanted to come and present to you, they still fresh. The, 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 the wine skin were still fresh. Everything was good. The Bible says that, that you know, Joshua did not inquire of the Lord. He sampled the things they brought. When you sample things on the face value, you always shoot yourself at the foot. When you sample things on a face value, we make mistakes, even in the things that we call the prophetic. When you look at a man based on his giftings and you say, wow, that must be a prophet. You've been deceived. Listen to this. Activity is important, but activity can never define how we approve who is right from who is wrong. Because deception requires that you, you act you act well you act right for people to be deceived deception requires amen that you act right that you do what seem right what looks right that you say what sound right for there to be deception or else if 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 i come and tell you now i'm the devil and i want to kill you would you be would you find yourself falling for that no immediately you know what to do <laughs> the blood of jesus <laughs> fire <laughs> Holy Ghost fire. <laughs> yes. 
But but when I come and say, well, you know, I'm the servant of God and God has anointed me to do X, Y, Z. And, and I, I, I tell you all the things you want to hear. Like today, there are things people want to hear. When they hear those things, they say, ah, oh, this, this is our brother, our brother in the Lord. Hallelujah. Paul said some of them are sneak into, they've sneaked into our domain. They've come to steal our liberty. They are not of us, but they have sneaked in. How would you know them? How would you know, amen? How would you know the wolf in sheep clothing? How would you identify, amen, the wolf in sheep clothing? When all you can do is to feel, to feel the, the skin, the, 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 you know, the surface of the, of the wolf. Say, so come, let me touch you. Ah, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing feels like, uh, feel like a, feel like a sheep. He says, speak, speak. And the voice is sounding like a sheep. You say, ah, this one is one of us. Remember a principle the Lord gave to us. One should prophesy, two should judge. How can you be a judge if you don't have the spirit of judgment? I mean, I say, how can you have, how can you be a judge if you don't have the spirit of judgment? The spirit of good judgment. Judgment, I hope you understand, is not condemnation. Because people miss the two. No. We are allowed, the Bible says, the Bible says, the church will judge even angels. Have you not, have you heard that before? The saints will judge angels. Do you understand that angels are actually watching to learn from us? The saints. The angels, as, as powerful as they are, as all-knowing, as they, of course not all-knowing, but the kind of authority and life that they have, because of course we cannot see them, because they live in a different realm from our realm. The Bible says they are still subject to us. But if you don't understand the principle of God's word, guess what? Angels, people, uh, there are people today, their church is worshipping angels. So it is important that we are well informed because the information we have is what will transform amen, our state of, of, of perspective. The information amen, that we have is what will transform or reform us. All right? Guess what? There's a, there are four pillars that we used to talk about back in those days in our teachings. We'll talk about the pillar of information, reformation, transformation and restoration those are the four all right information will always lead to what reform when there's a reform when there is a reform of something transformation will take place when transformation takes place the last one kicks in restoration we are always being restored back to our original place in god we are always being restored back to our original intention in the father so let me go back to my note before I continue. The primary definition of the prophetic spirit can be defined as the ongoing process of awakening the sleeping faculties of the redeemed man. You are redeemed. I know you're born again. You are tongue talking. But there are things in your life that have not been quickened to life. That have not been triggered because you have not pressed the right key. You have not connected to the right thing. Amen. For those things to be triggered. To put them into work. That's why when certain men of God speak. It's like you have never read the Bible before. 
You say, but we're reading the, the same scripture. No, why? Because they've exercised themselves, amen, onto spiritual development. It has taken them years of growth and painful toiling in the things of the spirit, amen, for them to know what, what they know. You understand? So it's not like, oh, well, suddenly you come to the law. Boom, your eye get open and you just start knowing things. Sorry, no, no, no. The things of God has to be mine. You have to mind them. Why? Because they are treasures. They're treasures. This is good teaching this morning. Come on, friends. The things of God, amen, needs to be mine. If you're going to mine them, amen, you've got to understand, amen, that you will not find them on the surface. And to mine properly, you need the right equipment. You've got to mine them because they are treasure. Nobody, nobody stum stum stumble on treasure. You're going to mine, you've got to go deep. You've got to dig deep. The kingdom of God is like a treasure. You understand this? You've got to dig deep. So that's how it is in the things of the spirit. There are faculties. There are an awakening. These are days of spiritual awakening. There's something God is awakening. We're coming alive. We're coming alive. Listen, all of the, all of the dead faculties, all of the dead spiritual cells are coming to life. Yes. All of, those, all of those dimensions in us that makes us spiritually effective, productive, amen, empowered, energized, equipped, they're all coming alive. But you have to long for them. You have to desire them. You have to quest for them. You have to search for them. You have to pay a price. Sometimes you have to sell something to buy it. Remember? Remember the story of that wise man? Yes. The Bible says he found amen, a, a piece of treasure amen, in, in, in a heap, in a heap of, of rubbish. In a heap of rubbish is a piece of land, but that place, when you look at the things on, look at that place on the surface, is is heap of, you know, you know, like you go to that place where they just pour all kinds of things, you know, all the debts. Yes, this man, I don't know how he saw that there's a, he must have some devices. <laughs> he must have some special device <laughs> or somebody gave him some, you know, information and say, you see, you see that piece, you see that piece of land, you see that piece of land called Isaiah. That, that guy is a treasure house. You understand? So don't just walk by. Don't just, you know, treat his word with levity. You see, it takes somebody who has partaken of that treasure to tell you and say, hey, that's not just, don't just be carried away by his look. He looks so ordinary. No, no, no. This, that man carries treasure. You understand? That's a treasure house. So you say, okay, are you sure? They said that's a good investment. So you do what? You go sell all that you have and then you buy that piece of land. That's what it means. You buy that piece of land. Why? Because there's something you want to extract. There's something you want to milk out. There's something you want to get. Hallelujah. There's something you want to draw. There's something you want to connect with. But if you look at the physicality, you say, but this guy has no car. But this guy is... <laughs> This guy has no has no has no courage. Can't you see this guy has no suit? Look at the way he even dressed. Just look at him. When you when you look at the outer man, when you look at the physicality, you would have missed your day. Then you would have gone to Jesus and said, I've been waiting for what you said. They say, waiting for what? They say, but we gave you the gift. You say, who? He said, that man is awful. He said, who? it cannot be. Can't you see here? I said, sorry, that's, a, that's how we deal with our things. We hide our treasure in earthen vessels. We hide our treasure in earthen vessel. So if you're looking for a polished, nice looking vessel, you're going to miss God. 
<laughs> you, you've got to understand. So you need sight to see the things of God. If you, are, if you want to judge things by the way everybody is judging things, you are going to miss your day. You will never be able to touch the things of God. You'll never be able to. Are you getting the point that I'm making? I'm showing you principles. I'm giving you insight into the ways of God. There are things that have been awakened in my spirit. They're there. Certain people, they connect to us because they know what they want. They touch that thing. They touch what is from here. Some will touch just what is from here. Some just want what you're saying. But some want, want the things that you're not saying. It's like they, they want to put their mouth, their hand in your mouth and go deep and pull the thing out. Yes. <laughs> I used to be like that. I used to know certain men of God. I, I would like, I'm, they say, no, no, Isaiah, please stop now. You, you're pulling me. You're making me to say things I don't. I say, no, I, those are the things I want. Don't just tell me the things that you're saying. You're giving to everybody. No, I want what is on the inside. You know, there was a time as a brother... While, while I was growing in the Lord, I had to go live with this brother. I mean, literally, I was living with him. Because I knew this guy. <laughs> he holds the key to my destiny. <laughs> he holds the key to my... I said, I'm not going to leave you alone. He said, no, go, go to your house. I said, I don't have a house. <laughs> For now, let me live with you. <laughs> let me live with you. I learned things. Something about that man rubbed off in my life. That's, see, you've got, you don't understand the things of God. You think you're going to just, you know, stumble on the things of God. Even when you hear Isaiah Phillips every day, if you are not making demand on the spirit of the man, you're not going to get anything. You're just going to get what he's talking about. And all you're going to be hearing, and you're going to be shaking your head. But you're not touching. You're not touching the heart, the core. You're not pulling life out of him. Jesus said, virtue left me. Who touched me? His disciple looked at him and said, it seems our master is smoking something now. <laughs> this master must be drinking something. What do you mean who touch you? We are all surrounded. Everybody is trunking you here and there. Everybody is pulling you here and there. You are still asking who touched me? Jesus, are you awake? That's something I believe Peter could say to Jesus. Master, are you okay? Are you alright? Are you asking who touched me? Everybody is touching you. What do you mean who touched me? What kind of a question you've been asking who touched me? <laughs> I mean, that's a silly question, Master. How can you be asking who touched me? Everybody is touching you. Everybody wants a piece of you. <laughs> Jesus said, no, you don't understand. You, I know, Peter, you've got a big mouth. <laughs> that's why I chose you. You've got a big mouth, but I'm still going to work on that. Who touched me? A woman crawled from beneath crawled out I touched you I shut up I touched you because when you touch him you will know something of him will flow from him to you power will flow authority will flow sight will flow Grace will flow. People were touching Jesus for all kinds of things. Some were touching him for money. <laughs> Some were touching him for a house. Some were touching him for a wife or husband. Some were touching him for a child. This woman was touching Jesus for life. Life. I need life. 
Yeah. <laughs> I need life. Who touched me? See, there are certain touch that you don't feel it. You don't feel it. It's not it's just touch you. It's touch you. You don't feel nothing. Okay, everybody's touching me. It's fine. But there's a touch. By the time that person touches you feel something. The Bible says virtue. That word virtue means life. Life. You see, virtue and virtuous are similar. A woman, a woman of virtue, a virtuous woman, amen, carries life. She's a life giver. That's why they give her seed to bring forth. Oh, Jesus. You place, you place the, the seed. Man, God is speaking again. You carry the seed of your vision. You place it within the spirit of that woman. That thing not, will not just come to life, will multiply. She has the ability to give life. You, 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 you plant that seed in that woman. <laughs> Virtue, life is released. But not only will she release, she has the capacity to bring forth that thing to life. To bring it out. Not only will she give life to that thing, but she has the ability, amen, to, to bring that thing to reality. Place anything in the hand of a woman. Just, just place a seed there. She knows how to make that thing a, a reality. That's why women are the best managers. You give them 500 rand, I'm telling you, a, virtu a true virtuous woman would turn that 500 to 5,000. It's a grace, it's a gift. So God is speaking to us. I thought we had done it in the morning. Now God is speaking again. He's, he's adding. Are you getting what we're talking about, friends? Who touched me? There's a divine touch. Back in those days, we call it the touch of faith. I, that thing is beyond just the touch of faith. It's a touch of destiny. Immediately she touched Jesus. Uh, the, 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 the blood that was being wasted, the life that was being wasted, cease. A blood flow, cease. The blood divine regulation to our life. She was losing life. Now, the life is stable. She has stability because she was able to touch. That's what we're talking about. When you touch the things of the spirit, because of, listen, I always say where you find true faith, you find true attitude. When you find true attitude, you will find faith there. Because faith is an expression of your belief. A belief, hallelujah, is an attitude. Have you noticed that? You cannot say you believe God and you have a bad attitude. Belief forces your attitude to comply to divine character. Believe forces your attitude, amen, to comply to divine character. All of the things of, of God are, are, are integrated. You cannot separate one and wrong with one. <laughs> and keep the, no, no, they are divinely integrated. This is why this message is, is an integrated concept. You see, as I'm preaching right now, I can feel virtue leaving me. Because I know somebody is speaking what I'm talking about. This is not, you know, the kind of message you preach in church. People will be singing, hallelujah, praise God. They, you know, they're jumping, preach it. No, this is not preaching. You keep quiet and listen. 
Thank God, God has delivered us from that church, 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 church thing. <laughs> they, they would distract you with their hallelujah, man of God, preach it. It's a distraction. Somebody is giving a prophetic word. Some people are screaming. I tell them, be quiet. That is rude. <laughs> That's rude. Be quiet. Because we think that is very spiritual. No, but that is just being spooky and the enemy, you know, distracting us. Are you getting this? Divine integration. That is where the Lord is bringing us into. What led us to all this? You have to touch the things of God. There has to be an awakening. They you see, I can teach you how the prophetic work. I can teach you how the ministry gift functions. But if you don't have these basics, if, you, if you're not connected to these fundamentals, your house is built, your prophetic ministry, your prophetic desire, whatever you define it, it will be built on a sinking sand. On a sinking sand. It will be built on a sinking sand. So we will continue to take time. Amen. To build this foundation and build the framework of what we hold. The eternality of God speaking in our lives. Are you getting something friends? The primary definition of the prophetic spirit. The prophetic spirit. Amen. Is the primary way. Is the primary. You know. A uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you will, environment that shapes, that defines God's eternal intentions for our life. Alright? That's the prophetic spirit. Is is the, oh, hallelujah. It's the metrics. Maybe that's too much of a, of a grammar now, but it's fine. The prophetic spirit is the metrics, is the womb that births God's prophetic, God's, God's eternal intentions for our life. So, all of the things that you're going to be from, you know, from that which is defined as your destiny. Your destiny is the end product of your life. Amen. But there is, there is a pathway that leads you towards that destination, all right, of your destiny. There is a pathway. All of the pathway, amen, that leads you there are what we normally preach, all right, the prophetic gift. Prophetic gift, amen, is part of the track that we've got to we've got to follow to build us up. Remember uh, uh, Ephesians chapter chapter four. Yes, it gave us this ministry gift. They are there to equip us. That's the ministry gift. They are there to equip us. How can you be equipped if you don't have foundation? How can you be built up if you don't have foundation? You see, so I'm not dealing with you know the ministry given i'm not dealing with that i'm dealing with the core i'm dealing with the beginning the foundation i'm dealing with the layers that defines what is being built upon because you can be in a place where the man is highly gifted highly gifted but has no foundation you say is that possible it's possible it's possible and i feel like that in the scripture they feel like that. There's that guy in Act, uh, um, let's, let me see. Is it Acts 18 now? Act 18. You know the guy. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I'm going to look at Act 18. Because this is very important to what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Apollos, Apollos, Apollos. Apollos. Apollos was highly gifted. But it has no, it has no, foundation that's in act 18 verse uh, 27 
let, 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 let's, let me read. Act, Act 18, 27 says, When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. On arrival, he was, it was a great help to those who, who by grace had believed. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's look at, at uh, chapter 19. When Apollos what at, was, what, what, what was at Corinth, Paul took him. Now, that's not where we should look at. But if you, I think if you read, yeah, yeah, it's still there. It's still there. Uh, if you if you read through from verse uh, chapter eighteen, verse uh, twenty four. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man. Apollos was not a novice. He was a learned man. In back, back in those days, when you say you're learned, you must have a doctorate degree. So sometimes when I look at certain people today who, who put, you know, who, who put the title doctor to their name, I just laugh because, of course, I don't want to make them feel bad. But I laugh when I say, but, you know, putting a doctor to your name doesn't mean that you are, you are exposed to the things of God. You know, it says Dr. Isaiah Phillips. So what does that supposed to mean? To make people feel somehow uh, you, you're well learned. You can be learned and still be blind as a bat. After all, Apollo was a doctor. He was a learned man. <laughs> it's good to get a doctorate degree if you can get one. All right. But don't get some ordinary honorary doctorate degree and you put it bef before your name and to just to give people a first impression that you're some learner. For you to be a, a doctor, you must you must read, you must you must make research. You understand? You must have your thesis. You understand? All of that must. Oh, can people just stop sending me? You know, all, all of that must be well established in your life. You've written. Not just, not just a novel, not just some hallelujah, praise God, Jesus jump up, you know, Jesus heal the sick and you put all of that. You take your messages, you know, somebody transcribe it for you and you say you've got 10 books out there. Suddenly you've become a doctor. Stop that nonsense. That's not what we mean. When you say you're a doctor, you look at the deep complex things. You bring solution. That's what doctors mean. A doctor are people who bring solution to things that, okay, are difficult areas that people are struggling in. God gives you insight. That's if you're talking about doctors in the things of the spirit, talk, maybe in theology, in doctrine. You, you, you make research. Sometimes it takes you two, two, three, four, five, seven years to bring out a material. When you present that into the market, it changed people's life. You have insight into things. Not people who wake up one morning because they build one ministry there, they build another one there, and they because they've got big cows, big, 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 big cars, big houses, and somebody comes there, okay, well, we want to give you a doctor, an, 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 honorary, an honorary doctor. He says, I'm a doctor. And if you're a doctor, you must be a bishop. If you're not a bishop, then you must be an apostle. Come on, let's stop that nonsense. Not in this twilight of this brand new day that God is demanding that we grow in the things of the Spirit. So, basically, Apollos was a learned man. A native of Alexandria. He came to Ephesus. He was a learned man. With, with, listen, listen to this. With a, thorough, with a thorough knowledge of the Scriptures. Apollos, with a thorough knowledge of the Scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and, and he spoke with great favor 
and thought about, uh, listen to this, and thought about Jesus accurately. Though he only knew that was what finished this guy. If, you, if we had stopped that, you would have said, so what is all of this thing you're talking about? All of this thing that this guy said is enough for this guy to be qualified. Well, here's the second part. Though he only knew the baptism of John. So all of the things that we've just talked about, amen, he knew the ways of the Lord. He knew, you know, he was learned. All of that was reduced based on the first day knowledge of who Jesus was, amen, that is taught by John. The Bible says, amen, though all he knew was the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in that same understanding. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila had him. See, these people are elders. Come on. Oh, Jesus, help us now. This network has begun again. The Bible says, when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him, Sorry, I, I, I almost lost you there. The network just dropped. All right, let's quickly finish this. Time is going. All right, the Bible says, did you get the last part that I read? Okay, I'll take that again. The Bible says, meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with, with, with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had, he had been instructed in the way of the Lord and he spoke with great favor. And thought about Jesus accurately, though he only knew the baptism of John. So you can you can know one aspect, and you 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 make that one aspect the whole. That's an error. The Bible says, though he only knew the baptism of John, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila, I was just about to tell you that Priscilla and Aquila were just ordinary fellow brethren, all right, in the in the things of God. Though, the Bible says, when Priscilla and Aquila had him. These were not bishops, these were not apostles, these were not prophets. But these guys, they had deep knowledge about the things of God. They have deep, deep knowledge about the ways of God. When Priscilla and Aquila had him, they invited him to their house. They didn't invite him to church. <laughs> they didn't invite him amen, to the conference. They invited him to their house and explained to him the way of God more, more accurately, more accurately. When Apollos, you know, finally uh, wanted to go to Achaia, you know, the brother encouraged him. So at, 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 at this point, his ministry then expand. Why? Because he yielded his life, his ministry, amen, to the ministry of Priscilla and Aquila. But this guy, the Bible says, he was a learned man. So the point that I'm making is, we can, be, we can be learned in certain things. But when it comes to the things of the Spirit, we've got, you see, it comes back to that idea of wholeness, completeness. Okay. So the primary definition of the prophetic ministry can be defined as the ongoing process of the awakening, or yes, the awakening of, of our sleeping faculties. Even though we've been redeemed. But God wants to awake us. And that's what the prophetic is. I'm, I, I'm just giving you in a nutshell I mean, what the prophetic is. And then we went further again. Remember the scripture that we, we gave earlier that defines to us how we are able to you know, uh, uh, establish or build the framework of what we define to be the prophetic spirit. And I'll quickly go into this, into this scripture because this is a good foundation. I'm, 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 I'm having this assurance that by the time we're done with, you know, these sessions, maybe, in, maybe by the end of the month, hopefully, because I have to take a rest, you know, I want to believe that, 
you would have been able, amen, to be established to certain degree regarding what the prophetic is, that you'll be able to test, you'll be able to articulate, you'll be able to understand, you'll be able to relate, you, and you'll be able to, you know, appreciate what God, amen, is saying when a true prophet speaks because your spirit, amen, will, will connect. And I know some of us already have that. After all, that's what attracted you to me. If you don't have some sense of a longing and desire and a burden and a desire about the things of the spirit, you will never be attracted to me. You see, I've got two kinds of people in my life. I've got those who love what I'm talking about and I've got those who hate it. These are the two. There are no in-betweens. <laughs> so, so now the Bible says in Colossians 1, this is a good perspective again. Colossians chapter 1. All right, Perspective to the New Testament prophetic ministry. Remember I said that we cannot define and build the prophetic ministry from the Old Testament icons or from the Old Testament you know, environment. No, no. The Old Testament is not the right environment of building and establishing the prophetic ministry because everything that is done amen, in the name of the prophetic under the Old Testament, amen, is what a shadow is a shadow is a shadow wherever you see a shadow you, you always find the substance so why would the why would the why will the shadow becomes amen the object of attraction the shadow shouldn't be the object of attraction the 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 image amen the image casting the shadow should be the substance casting the image should be the subject of attraction if you see my shadow i must be somewhere all right so we've got to understand that this is this is this is the, the prophetic is about a person is about a man is about christ is about god's intention it's not just about the future it's not just about the past it's not just about the pre present it's about a being and it's about the unveiling of that being. That's why the book of Revelation is called the Revelation, amen, of Jesus Christ, amen. And there is no book in the entire Bible, amen, that is profound, that, that gives to us, that reveals to us, amen, what the prophetic is than the book of Revelation himself, all right? So Revelation tells you about the end. But guess what? That end is not just an event. The end is a person. The end is a dimension of existence. The end is a dimension mention of who we are hallelujah there are two there are two there are two there are two order of people in the earth amen there's the first amen there's the first one the, the first man and there's the end man there's the first adam and then there is what you call the last adam we don't live life, amen, from the first Adam, all right? We reference the first Adam, we locate, we understand what the first Adam, you know, uh, uh, is and what he did and how he fell so we can have the right perspective of connecting to, amen, the last Adam. We've got to understand this to balance. If we don't understand it, guess what? We'll get ourselves confused. So somebody will preach from the Old Testament. You know, I, I was watching another man of God yesterday, very respectable prophet, but my spirit does not just agree with this guy. Everything he says is from the Old Testament. They all sound well, nice, sound good. But guess what? Something in my spirit would not just connect. Why? Because his, 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 his philosophy, his orientation about the prophetic, amen, is the, is the Torah, is Moses. <laughs> you understand? Is the Old Testament, as powerful as all of that is, does not define the heart. If you start from the old, you will never be able to finish well. Colossians 1. Paul understood this. In fact, this is one of the reasons why they killed Paul. Because this is what Paul was challenging. Amen. The Pharisees of his day. 
that hey this is no longer about you know the mass, the, 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 the 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 jewish you know uh, 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 concept of life mm. it's about a man it's about christ if christ is not the center if christ is not the image if christ is not what we are pursuing what we want to be even in our prophetic giftings in our prophetic ministry if if all that we have amen is just to amass some things knowledge information you know it's just to get develop and prosper in life but we are not heading we're not moving to us we're not growing towards christ we're not becoming more of christ even in our sight in our proclamation in our declaration in our articulation we are not we are not expanding christ is not being amplified friends we, sh we should leave that thing and move move away because the end will be deception. And this is where a lot of people fall into, you know, uh, uh, what you call the deceiving spirit. This is where a lot of people fall into error. This is where a lot of people, amen, fall into, you know, people that, that lie to them. This is where you, you, you hear all kinds of denomination, amen. Being, being, and, and you're going to see many denominations being sprout out in this last day. This is where people can come together and say, well, we can form one, one world order, one religious order. After all, we're all calling Jesus. Now, let's read Colossians 1.15 once again. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Verse 16. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Verse 17. Are you with me? Verse 17. <laughs> Verse 17. <laughs> <laughs> my brother some four <laughs> the bishop the bishop of the the entire universe how are you doing <laughs> i cannot but to stop <laughs> nice to have you all right let's continue whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority all things have been created in him and for him these are powerful powerful statement that defines amen the foundation the bedrock and the framework of how we engage the things of god even hallelujah in the in the in the arena of what we define to be the prophetic you see because the prophetic has got so much power there's so much revelation there's so much depth so we we must have some form of regulation you understand like i was telling you about this prophet i was watching him yesterday on youtube i mean Thousands of people were there. This guy is a state man. He's known in, in, in Israel. He's known in America. People honor him. They respect him. I don't want to mention his name because if I met everybody will know him. Uh, well, maybe not everybody, but people who are in the prophetic fraternity will know him. And you don't want to speak against such a man. No, no. But guess what? But guess what? When, when you take, if I give you a prophetic word, you must be able to judge that prophetic word. And remember what we said. For you to be able to judge, you must have the spirit of good judgment. That spirit of good judgment is a revelation of Christ. Judgment is of Christ. The Bible says the spirit of knowledge. Knowledge is what produces judgment. If you don't have knowledge, how do you judge? If you don't put all the, you know, all, all the evidence before the, before the judge in the court, how does he arrive at truth? How does he arrive amen, on judgment? If you don't have the right evidence on ground, you are going to, if you want to judge on the face value, I'm telling you, you are going to acquit the criminal. And you're going to put amen, the righteous person in jail. Because you judge by what you hear. The Bible says he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or what he hears with his ears. In other words, amen, he has been able to develop his spiritual faculty. That's the word again that we're coming, that we're coming to. Let me read on. Let me read on. Verse 17. He is before all things. 
In him, all things, amen, holds together, amen. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning. I mean, you want to talk about the supremacy. You want to talk about the revelation of, of the ever-increasing Christ. This is it. This is where I draw my, 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 my footing and my foundation of what I define to be the prophetic. It's not just, you know, a gift here. You know, somebody, you know, you know screaming and there's, a, there's, a, there's somebody giving the prophetic word. All of that, guess what? All of that, like we said before, a, a good diviner can do it. If they, if they bring somebody with a powerful spirit of divination to the church and give him a white suit or whatever suit color you are you know and give him microphone take him to hollywood let them polish him well you bring him start a church his church will be like this it will be jam-packed why because people are looking for the external they're looking for you know you know something that is shaking and moving somebody that will give them and tell them an omen give them about give them a word about tomorrow something's gonna happen this is gonna happen to you don't go this way because if you go that way there's one devil waiting for you people like that because we live in a world amen of 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 suspicion we live in a world of fear we live in a world of insecurity we live in a world of lack we live in a world of poverty you see when you build ministry around poverty around pain around emotional you know uh, 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 abuse you understand i cannot begin to mention names ministries all right who whose entire philosophy of life amen are built around abuse women are built around you, you don't have a job come on because if you don't have a job god will give you a job <laughs> you understand so we build ministry around all of this you know needy 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 things jesus said yesterday i fed you with fish all right and so today you're back here you think i'm gonna feed you with fish today sorry <laughs> he said you've got to seek for that which is beyond food Man shall not live by bread alone. We need the bread. But he said, bread should not be the focus of our image. So, bread is everything that, you know, sustains us. You know, sustains us in the, in the emotional, material, you know, physical world. We need bread. After all, he himself said, we must pray. Give us this day our daily bread. But if you build life, the things of God, on bread ministry, I'm telling you, you are going to miss God and you're going to be deceived. Because the devil, hallelujah, is using the power of the lack of bread. You said there's no bread here. Okay. <laughs> Let's hold all the bread. Because people need to survive. It's a gospel of survival. It's a gospel of survival. Read the scripture. The sun is the image, is the very image, the expression. So Christ came to reveal amen, heaven to us. He came to reveal the Father to us. The sun is the image of the invisible God, particularly for those who are preaching sonship. I tell them sonship is not you following a man. As much as that is important, but sonship is a realm, is a position, is a life, is a spirituality, is your spiritual identity, is a place where they give birth to you. This day I have begotten you. You have become my son. As he came out of the out of the water, heaven opened up. That is after he has submitted to his parents, amen, for almost 16, 18 years. When, when he appeared in Jordan, hallelujah, John said, behold the Lamb of God. <laughs> Lamb don't have two legs. They have four legs. Four legs. He said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the entire world. I'm sure people think this guy must be crazy. He, he went into the water. You know, there was an issue. John says, sorry, sir. I know you. You cannot you cannot baptize me jesus says let it be done that it may be fulfilled of the things that have been spoken dipped him in the water that brought him out according to the scripture the bible says the heavens opened a voice came 
The Spirit of the Lord spoke. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Nothing. Even creation will hear him. The son is the invisible, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. From him all things were created. Things in heaven, not just in heavens, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or powers or rulers or authority. All things have been created through him and for him. You think that is enough? He is before all things. And in him all things holds together. He is the joining point. He is the connecting point of, of everything. Verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might receive, he might gain the supremacy. What a scripture. This scripture, I, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, every time I touch this scripture, something in me is steered up. For God was pleased. Listen to this verse 19. This is this finished it all. For God was pleased. The, the father was pleased. <laughs> God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him. We don't even know who Jesus is yet. We don't know who that man is. So how do you represent <laughs> somebody you have a partial understanding amen, of his image? That's why, you know, Isaiah, when Isaiah was describing who Jesus amen, is in, in Isaiah 53, 53, he said, this guy has no form of comeliness. He has no form for us to behold him, to like him, to love him. No. <laughs> you would not want that Jesus that Isaiah is describing. Yet yeah, it is that Jesus that reveals the glory of your life to you. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross that's wisdom it takes wisdom to unravel this friends this is the heart of what we define to be the prophetic spirit if we don't understand the prophetic spirit we cannot understand the operational life of the gift because gift basically is function it's just like the anointing. Remember what we talked about the anointing. The anointing, amen, is given, is released to function in something. But if you don't understand the nature and the character of that, that environment or that office you have, been, you have been anointed to function in, you will abuse the anointing. That's why authority, government is important. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. Yes, the lordship of Christ in our life regulates, defines, and, 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 and explains to us how to move in the anointing. Because the anointing has become, you know, really the challenge of many of us. You know, when we function in the anointing, we look invincible. But we, then we become vulnerable. Come on, let's, let's, let's round up. Let's round up. What a word, what a day. You see, the Lord will not just allow us to go forth. We still have <laughs> sessions upon sessions to deal with. Today again, it's still foundation. Because the deeper our foundation, the farther we go. The deeper our foundation, the higher we are able to build. Let's not be in, the, in a hurry. Let's not allow insecurity to make us start erecting structures. 
when we don't have the right quality foundation to hold a house. We don't want to. We don't want this house to crumble on us. Men have built things that have crumbled on them. We've built things that you cannot handle. We've carried things, all right, that is almost bending our neck. You know, your neck is like this. Because the weight <laughs> is, is compelling you to bend. They're compelling you, amen. To bend means to compromise. Because the foundation, the ground, is not well established. Are you getting this, friends? This is where the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is leading us into. And this, these are the things we've got to understand. These are the things we've got to surrender to. We've got to submit to. We've got to allow the Lord to continually minister to us until we come into the perfection of his intention for our life. It's a brand new day. And the Spirit of the Lord will continue to speak to us as we engage, amen, the, 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 the journey of this new season. We have left a dimension of our life. Heaven has ushered us into a new day, into a new moment. Hallelujah. We're traveling light. We're coming into the place where the spirit, amen, of just men are made perfect. We're coming to, amen, a mountain that cannot be touched with human hands. For he said, you have not seen no similitude. It's a day where we have to track by the spirit and allow him to continue to calibrate our sight. Our understanding of him must become more resolute. We must become more firm. We must become more assured, amen, in the structures of that which define who we are and what he is in us. It's a day of the calibration of our identity. Who do men say that I am? What do you say he is? How do you present him? How do you represent him? How do you represent him in the days where men have so beaten him up? In the day where men, where society, religious spirit are so disfigured him, can you still identify him in the midst of all these deceptions that is being presented in the name of the prophetic, in the name of God? Do you still have, amen, the authentic identity of, of him? Do you still have Christ well seated in your heart? Or have you pushed him? Or have you allowed some things to push him away? And a different Christ, hallelujah, has now taken over your life. In that day, Jesus said, many will come in my name. He said, but don't be alarmed. They are not the true Christ. If you don't have the well-defined revelation of the true Christ, you will buy, you will borrow, you will align, you will surrender and submit yourself to the falsehood of the day. Father, this day we hear your heart, we hear your cry. I feel the burden of your heart, Father, as your spirit once again brings to our mind, brings before us the picture of the true revelation of the ascended one. Father, we pray that we will be aligned. We will see that which, oh God, you have given unto us, that in this day of great increase of deception, that we will not bow the knees, oh God, that we will not surrender, that we will continue to maintain the values of the authentic reality of the image of your son, oh God, that we will not be carried away by just some gift, oh God, that is that is being purported out there, yet we know is the spirit of divination. We will not, oh God, give in to the lies of the enemy as poor almighty God turned and rebuked that girl with the spirit of divination, even though what she was saying was right, but the spirit to which she was saying it was compromised. This day, Father, we rise beyond just the expression. We rise beyond just verbalizations and proclamation. We rise beyond just lingua. We pick into the heart, into the spirit of your intention, and we proclaim and declare.
that we will not be deceived. And our generation will not be deceived. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. May your kingdom come. May your name be exalted, O God. May your name be hallowed in the earth. In this day of hallowness, in this day of sacredness, in this day where you have hot and you've shut down the earth, you're bringing forth a new order, a new remnant of people, a new set of leaders that will rise up and engage the gates. We thank you, Spirit of God, that we are marching. We are moving on to the place of divine, yes, contention. We're moving to the place, oh God, of div div divine battle. Yes, your word says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power, against the rulers of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We declare this day, let God arise and let his enemies be scatter we take our place as you and the ark of your might enter your resting place we are the sons oh god yes of obedidam we are the sons of zadok we are of the tribe of the Rechabites. our mouth oh god have not touched wine now raise a touch, O God, our hair. We have preserved the holy tradition. We have kept the holy order. Lord, we declare this day, you will show yourself strong on our behalf. We proclaim and we declare, as you did show yourself on Mount Carmel, as the judgment, O God, your judgment comes upon the house of Ahab and Jezebel. We declare this day that we are of the remnant, O God, of the Elijahs of our day. Thank you for the spirit, O God, of the forerunner. We take our place and we proclaim this day, Almighty God, let your power through the manifestation of your fire approve this altar. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. Thank you once again for our students. Thank you once again for everyone who has tuned in and connected, oh God, to this flow. Let the river continue to flow into their space, oh God. The four heads of, of river are coming back to their rightful place. We are journeying back to the place called Eden. We're coming back to the place of perfected beauty. We're coming back to the place called Zion, the place of your glory. We thank you, Spirit of God. Once again, the knowledge of your glory shall give us zeal to continue to press until we show forth your praise in glory. Righteousness once again shall exalt the earth. We thank you. We glorify your name. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I tell you, friends, I feel virtue. Believe me. Thank you once again, everyone, for connecting with us. Thank you for staying put. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the consistency and the continuity that you've shown. Please continue to remain faithful. Listen to these messages again and again. Download them. Send them. Amen. Uh, to your friends, your loved ones. Amen. Just, just do something with what you have heard. Don't just keep it to yourself. Don't just hide it. Amen. Of course, very soon you're going to have this uh, out there. The, the next half an hour, you're going to have the audio. Right? You already have the video. So let's continue to push. Let's continue to push. Amen. We are breaking the walls down. We are moving. We're setting the people free. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth that you know will make you free. So I want to thank you everyone once again. Thank you, Sister Tina, my dear my dear apostle bishop <laughs> all of all of the above some fun nice to have you how are you doing all right i'm sure we should have a chat soon
thank you so very much. I really appreciate your connection, brother Derek. Thank you for connecting. All right, nice to have you. Hey, my dear brother Giwa, thank you, sir. I really appreciate you. It's always an honor to have you connect. It's always an honor. When I have such people connect with us, I tell you, I, I know that I'm doing what is right. <laughs> At least there are people you know that when you speak and they keep coming, you know that you're speaking what is relevant. Thank you, sir. Thank you so very much, man of my, my brother, man of God. All right, uh, Sister Tina, thank you again. All right, Kumisa, thank you so very much. Thank you for your lovely spirit. Thank you for connecting. I appreciate, appreciate you. Um, all right. Oh, my dear brother Gregory, I didn't even know you were connected. Thank you so very much. Really appreciate um, your time of connection with us this afternoon thank you may god continue to bless and and increase your your work and your ministry what a nice time i listened uh, 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 briefly to your prayer uh, brother gregory i listened to your prayer thank you so very much for that seed that you're sowing god bless you god may god continue to empower you and your wife and all of your uh, ministry uh, team may god continue to resource you Thank you so much. Thank you, Sister Diony, for connecting also. Really appreciate it. Thank you so very much. God bless you. May God perfect his will and his purpose in our life in this brand new day. Indeed, we are marching forward. And there is nothing the gates of hell can do. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Bye-bye.